This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Possums, what's up? Welcome to week two, where the smartest college football brain, Billy Manziel, and myself walk you through the wonderful twists, turns, and what to look for this week in regards to Dynasty, Debbie, and overall football mayhem. So guys, let's tailgate. Billy, we saw some really awesome stuff in week one. We saw LSU lose what is quite possibly the best ending to a game I've ever seen. Anthony Richardson looks like the real Kamani code. And Will Anderson and Jalen Carter showed running backs everywhere that they are not safe in the backfield. So how are you doing today, man? That was a good week of football. Dude, it really was. I I love college football. Like there's just some there's just pieces of the game that you're never gonna get in an NFL game, like that LSU FSU game will never happen in an no. NFL game. But it no. happens in college because these are freshmen. These are literally 18-year-olds that just got there. You know, they might have had, you know, might have gone party the night before the game or something. I know like, I would have been. Exactly. The sloppiness there is just epic. I love oh, it. Oh, it's 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 fantastic. It's fantastic. But yes, well, before we get into week 2, Let's let's just recap slightly what happened in week one because there was a lot of good, there was a little bad, um, and we'll just start with the bad first. Joe, the wide receivers in week one were left Whoa. something to be desired. Um, we'll start out with the injuries, which is not necessarily their fault, but Jackson Smith and Jigba, our number one wide receiver, gets hurt in the game. They're considering him week to week, so he might not probably won't play this week. I'm not going to lie. Got a little cupcake game scheduled. So I don't think we'll see Jackson Smith and Jigba. And that's really frustrating because that Ohio State offense looked very bad against Notre Dame's defense. They really did. I mean, Stroud kind of looked lost out there for a little bit. No one was really stepping up for it. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I it's just, it, it is not what I thought was going to happen. I, I did not. The, the weird thing uh, is the Ohio State defense actually looked really good which is not at all what I thought. I thought the case was going to be that the Ohio State defense was going to be bad, offense good, but it was a complete flip-flop, Joe. The defense was really good for Ohio State, and the offense left something to be desired. I, You know, we can just chalk it up to week one nerves, but, Joe, this this is supposed to be the best offense in college football. Did not look that way. No, it was week one. We'll give them some time to get healthy and and get it all together. It is week one. We'll – I don't, there's nothing to worry about with JSN. Let's just give him time to get healed up. Uh, 
we'll see if if this injury does make a, a reappearance somewhere down the road. Ro- down the road, maybe we can reevaluate him or something. But um, I don't think there's anything to worry about. It's week one, no concern. Um, we'll go to Josh Downs from North Carolina, which boy, did they need him. That game was a shootout between them and Appalachian state called that game being an intense one. I thought they were going to lose in North Carolina and they almost did, but Josh Downs was a, a late scratch, Joe, like literally right before the game started, he just got, they'd say he wasn't going to play. He was in street clothes while everybody else was warming up. Now, did they ever come out and say anything as to why he wasn't playing? Um, I mean, they said it wasn't anything serious, but it was a lower body injury. Um, they, that's the fun thing to do in college since they don't have to give an injury report. Yeah. They could just say lower body injury. That could mean anything from an amputated leg to he just has a hangnail. Like yeah. there's no, no, you know, <laughs> no telling. It what looked it like he had both of his legs though. So that's a good start. It did appear as if he had both of his legs cause he was standing on the sidelines and I'm sure he'll be fine. I do think it's a little weird that he didn't play in this one because I think they could have used him, um, which, I mean, it was, the score was like 66 to 62. Like, in a game like that, you're all about stats. So I, that Drake was kind May of frustrating. continues to look good. He does. Yeah, he I, does I cannot yeah. believe it. I, yeah. I, I'm i not going to lie, Joe. I think Sam Howell maybe shouldn't have been out there last year. Um, yeah. But whatever. That's, <laughs> that's, you know, he was the QB1 going into the class last year. So whatever. No, real um, quick, man. I got to talk about that offense off, or uh, onside kick where yes. the entire line was just leveled by North Carolina. That was <laughs> yeah. quite possibly one of the coolest plays I've ever seen. It, it, yeah, that that was a good game too. I can't believe they ran back the kick and then it gave the time for Appalachian State. It's kind of hilarious because Mac Brown's their coach and he's known as a defensive head coach. I don't think there was a, an ounce of defense played in the game. I mean, much less you know. The, like that being a def- defensive-minded team as an offensive-minded team. And luckily they have Drake May that can keep him in these shootouts. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, we'll continue on with the wide receiver woes. Quentin Johnson, Johnston, I just don't even know what to do for him. TCU sucks, Joe. Like no. I, 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 it's, it, there was perfect. They put a meme on Twitter. It was, it was perfect. It's like a Lamborghini sitting in a, a garage that's of a, of a house that's, you know, not necessarily one of the best, but you have a Lambo sitting in the garage. It's kind of exactly what TCU has here. The, the offense yep. is horrible. And you have Quentin Johnston out there that's not doing what he is capable of. No, you know, I hope it keeps his name out of people's mouths. And, uh, you know, we end up getting a seal from him come draft time next year. Yeah, well, right now it's not appearing as if he's going to do anything consequential with that offense, but maybe we'll have a few splash plays that will remind us what he's capable of. Um, continue on with the wide receiver woes. So we, we get to LSU in that game that we found really fun against Florida State. Kayshawn Booty is not being used properly. Yeah. I like, got to get the note. I got to understand why he was taken off the field so much. Was Do you know if he was dealing with an injury or anything, or was he No, was that's he the Antonio Browning, the team? It's or? literally the craziest thing. Brian, they won't throw him the ball, Joe. They targeted yeah. him like four times the entire game. He looks like the best player on the field anytime that he's out there, and the fact that they won't just focus the ball to their best receiver on the team is perplexing, to say the least. Yeah, you know, Traylon Burks got a lot of credit last year for being A.J. Brown, but he is A.J. Brown 2.0, and to have that on your offense and not use it is fairly shocking to me. He did have the catch when it mattered most, though, when he absolutely needed it. So shows you the kind of gamer he is. 
Yeah, and so after the game, well, this is the more, most NFL thing ever, but he deleted everything for, of LSU off of his Instagram and Twitter after the game. Um, the reason that he cited was that he did not want like people to come in his mentions talking bad about him. He didn't want to make it a story, which, Joe, I'm not going to lie to you, it seems more of a story that you deleted everything from the school off of your account than yeah. just not paying attention to it for a weekend. I don't know. He didn't want to make it a story, but he made it a story. It's, he sure as heck did. And here's the thing, Joe, and if this season starts to spiral out of control, this is almost directly what Derek Stingley did for LSU last year. He just packed it in about week four, and we never heard from Derek Stingley again. Ended up number four in the draft. So, I, you know, I'm not saying that this is like a death sentence for him, but, like, I don't love when the wide receiver is in an offense that he doesn't like and is unhappy quote unquote unhappy. I, I think he's unhappy. He might not agree with me, but all signs point that way. Yeah. No, it's it'll be interesting to watch how that unfolds. And you know, we don't think it's gonna affect his draft stock at all. But in Debbie Leagues, that's pretty disappointing to have that yeah. caliber of a player. It's kind of the Quentin Johnson thing. Yes. Um but you know as far as like good wide receivers, Jordan Addison was competent. We saw what he can do. Uh, Zay Flowers, who I was really high on last year, and then he went back to school. Um, he looks like he picked up right where he left off. I mean, I, I don't even have him written down as one of my names to look for, but like he might, maybe, maybe might might be back. Um, okay, um, before we get into week two, still, let's talk about Anthony Richardson, who I think we can firmly say is number three uh, quarterback. I don't really yeah. see uh, how we can come off of that based on just the pure spectacular nature of what this kid can do. Yeah, I mean, I just based off what he can do, I want to put him number one just because that is absolutely insane. And the funny thing is I, I've read a couple mock drafts that are like week-to-week mock drafts, and they put him over C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young like yeah. already. And I'm Joe, the arm is still an issue, and it's it's it literally looks like we're watching Lamar Jackson, a bigger Lamar Jackson, play football. Yeah. This is exactly what Lamar Jackson did. Yeah, that's I what I was going to say. He looks like Michael Vick with the size of Josh Allen. Like it's yes, it's crazy. What you he's can doing you out there. cannot bring him down by yourself. Like you're you're not going to be able to do that. Um, and the only real problem, Joe, is. He just can't throw accurately, in, like in the middle of the field. I, I don't. I don't know what he's hung up on about that, but it's it's a problem. Um, I would say that this is something I, – I mean, I wouldn't put money on him to win the Heisman just because if he's going to do this all season, Joe, I'm, I mean, we might as well buy tickets now. I just want to watch him anytime he's playing football. Yeah, it, it thoroughly incredible. Yeah, and they moved from unranked in that game when they beat number seven Utah to number 12 in the nation. So. Wow. That's a fun little jump. Uh, a lot of people were mad about that jump, like that that you know ranking. But I, you know, if they're correcting a mistake, it's not that big of a deal to move them up that far. Um, the only th- only other thing is that we really didn't have any of the defensive players that were I like watching and I was waiting for somebody to have splash plays. I mean, Will Anderson got in the backfield one time and, and didn't get a sack, but he got tackled for loss, which was kind of exciting, but. None of like the big names really did anything that was overly good. So that was kind of disappointing. Really would love to see as we go on through the season for, you know, some splash plays. Like I, I just need something to get get me excited for these guys. Yeah, that Will Anderson play just reminded me of the Jadavion Clowney play. And uh, I've uh, again, all hyped on him. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. And he, and he will be. He's still number four in the Heisman odds, too, which is wow. crazy, over Anthony Richardson, which is kind of funny. Um, but, okay, let's get on to week two. Um, before we even start week two, Joe, Sam Hartman, um, quarterback for Wake Forest, is back. He uh, we did not. He was a mysterious medical issue the week before we were supposed to start, out indefinitely. We did not know if he was even going to be back this season at all, but it looks like he's back. We don't, I, I can't even speak to like what the problem was because it's not been made, uh, made public, but he was the number eight quarterback on my board going in and it's exciting that we're going to get to see him this year. Yeah. Love seeing the guys we haven't seen yet. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, his backup was pretty good last week. I forgot that kid's name already. I said it last week. It's still just forgot it, but um, they look pretty solid, and Wake Forest is going to have one of those offenses, Joe, where the, the defense doesn't do a whole lot and the offense does a lot of the work. And it's going to be fun to watch, at least for the stats of it all. Um, but let's get right into week two, Joe. This Let's just get to the, the premier matchup. Well, premier, quote-unquote. But the big matchup of the day, and that will be Alabama versus Texas. College game day will be there, get the, get the scene set. Um, Alabama, I, we're kind of – all still looking all across the board. Bryce Young looked like he picked up right where he won the Heisman from last year, which was really good in that first game. Um, Jermaine Burton does look solid as the wide receiver. Uh, again, they weren't playing a very good team in Utah State, but Utah State did win 11 games last year. It's not like they were slouches. So to thoroughly beat them down 55 nothing was I – mean, it wasn't for nothing to, to see them do that. But honestly, we're looking at Will Anderson – we're looking at the safeties, Jordan Battle and Brian Branch. Um, and then the the mystery, Joe, is Jameer Gibbs. I still – I don't like it. I don't know if you saw any – 10 yards to carry was, was nice. Okay. Well, Joe, <laughs> let's, let's break that down a little bit. So yeah. he had one run for 55 yards, and then he had eight other runs that did not go over 10 yards. Yep. That is – I don't know. I, I like he had two carries that went no no gain. Like he they just got stopped right at the line against Utah State. And it, I don't know. I just something feels off, Joe. It just feels off. I know that he's from out. He's going to be at Alabama. He's going to be you know used a lot, and he's going to get the big you know Alabama push as the running back. But I just there's something I just don't like about him, man. Yeah. He- he looked impressive on the 55-yarder, but I can see what you're yeah. talking about. He's not overly impressive in any aspect of his game. And this was that. game one. He is a transfer coming from Georgia Tech. Like, you know, there, there's plenty of, like, pump the brakes on the spec, uh, skeptical nature of it. But, like, I, I don't know. I Just a little off. But on the Texas side of things, we're really looking at uh, B. John Robinson the most. I mean, he's the RB1 going into the season. Um, he looked solid in their first game, even though, you know, it was against a cupcake. So hopefully, hopefully you look good in those games. Um, but Joe, I mean, do you think he's going to get anything done against this Alabama defense? He has a real test ahead of him, but we've seen the talent and, you know, it just depends how they want to deploy him against Alabama because you can't get him on one side of the line. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. I need to see more from him. A lot of people already are putting him as like, oh, he's RB3 in Dynasty right now. If he was in, and it's like, pump the brakes a little bit. Like, it's exciting mm-hmm. to have him in um, college football again. So it is that part is exciting to uh, have him there. But just, I don't know. There's just something off. Yeah, the comp, the comp with 
all these guys recently has been Saquon Barkley. Everyone, the most complete back since Saquon. And all, yeah. we heard it with Brees Hall. We've heard it with B. John Robinson. And, and you know, we're just we got to see how it plays out. Yeah, that, we were hearing about Spiller last year too. And we saw how far he fell, and he's exactly relevant. And of course, he's injured right now, but it and that's exactly what I'm saying. Like I, I exactly, exactly it. And I don't, I don't know. It's just something. I just need to see him against the Alabama defense, Joe, that this will just prove things. Either he's going to be really good and Steve Sarkeesian will have figured it out for him or he won't. And we'll have more question marks about the running back position. Um, Because right now it seems like B. John Robinson and everybody else, there was some, a couple of good players this past weekend, but kind of a, a mismatch of running backs. And we really need those in fantasy coming up here because I need, uh, you know, we need something before Trayvon Henderson comes in. I just, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, if he falls off, who's who's there to take it? Is it Henderson? Is it, you know? I, I don't even know because, like, Gibbs, Gibbs is RB2 uh, right now, but I just, I, do I even feel good about that? Not really. So, I don't know. Um, the only other play, player on Texas that I think we should be watching is DeMarvion Overshone. Um He's a fifth-year player, so I guess, you know, definitely be the senior bowl, Joe. Just mark him down as somebody that we need to be paying attention to. Um, He's really still kind of raw as a defensive end, but I think by the end of the season he might be able to show something. And if he can get home to Bryce Young a couple times in this game, like maybe that could, you know, maybe that could boost him up the board. Yeah, definitely excited to see that. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, well, three more games to, to go over in week two. This isn't an amazing slate of games. It's a lot of like, you know, the Southwest Eastern Community College games is, is what week two is looking like. But there are a couple more that I think we should look at. Um, just quickly want to mention Pitt versus Tennessee. I just really think this will be a fun game to watch. The Pitt game happened so early last week and on Thursday that a lot of people forgot how fun that was against West Virginia. Um, their team is not really stacked with a lot of good talent. I, I mentioned John Morgan, the defensive tackle. Um, he can only be as exciting as a defensive tackle could be. He's, he's in his fifth year. Uh, he had four tackles and a sack last week against West Virginia. He, he did look like a very dominant player in that game against West Virginia. I just, I, Pitt does not exactly have the best talent. That's all I'm saying. Right. And then on the, I was about to say, and then on the Tennessee side, Hendon Hooker is the guy that we're looking for. Fifth year uh, transfer from Virginia Tech. Um, he can run. He can pass. The, the knock on him is he's like 27 years old. So 
you know, he's starting out pretty much at the same age as like Josh Allen. And that's a little concerning. Yeah, no, absolutely. That is, uh, that's going to fall way down boards in dynasty. Yeah. He's not gonna, you know, he's going to have to get drafted to the right team. There is a chance he can get into the first round, but I don't see with him being as old as he is. Like, it's just hard to believe that he would make it into the first round, but Crazier things have happened, Joe. We'll, right, we'll see him at the Senior Brady Bowl. playing at 45. So. Exactly. <laughs> and we'll see him at the Senior Bowl. And Kenny Pickett was at the Senior Bowl, and he was a first-round quarterback. So it's not impossible. Yeah. Um, hopefully he doesn't have small hands, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Moving on to what should be, for our purposes, one of the more exciting matchups of the weekend, and that is Kentucky versus Florida, because you will have the direct matchup of Will Levis, who we have as the fourth-ranked quarterback, versus Anthony Richardson, the third-ranked quarterback. They'll directly head-to-head, same field. You will be able to judge them based on, like, you know, head-to-head, see exactly how good they are. This game is in Florida, so, you know, Kentucky might be at a little bit of disadvantage in that part. But, you know, if Will Levis is going to be as good as a lot of people think he's going to be, he's going to have to prove it on the road. So this, this is a very exciting quarterback matchup. I know this is, like, all the draft scouts – are going to be glued on this one because you're literally getting two NFL quarterbacks fighting it out. Absolutely. I mean, uh, does Will Levis have a 5'6", 160-pound receiver to throw it to this year like he did with Wandale last year? He doesn't, but he's still good. I mean, he still can make things happen. He does have Chris Rodriguez, who is one of the best running backs in the nation, and um, I think he's the number five running back that I have ranked right now. So we'll get definitely get to see him. But between those two, I mean, this offense is something to behold. And, I mean, the Florida defense did look stout. So this will be a good test to see if either of them are going to be viable in fantasy next year or maybe it's just one of them or, you know, what. Because this will be an, an exciting test for them. Um, and then, yeah, of course, Anthony Richardson, I'm going to be locked into any game that he's playing in. So to see him going against a ranked team again after just beating Utah last week. Um, yeah. Give me the popcorn, Joe. I'm ready. Yeah. I am too, man. That, like I said earlier, that was, that was insane. It definitely was. Um, moving on to the last game. This one is a little bit more interesting. Um, as far as like a draft perspective, I guess it's USC versus Stanford. Um, so I'll start with Stanford. Tanner McKee was PFF's third ranked quarterback going into this year, like third ranked draft eligible quarterback going into this year. I've watched a ton of Tan- or Tanner McKee game, and I cannot understand for the life of me why they think that Tanner McKee is better than. Anthony Richardson, for example, like before the season even started. I mean, a lot of people didn't think Anthony Richardson was going to be that good, but like uh, to put Tanner McKee up there based on literally nothing, I have to see this against USC. Is he one of those just steady Eddie guys that, uh, you know, is going to nickel and dime his way down the field? Literally, yes. Like the literally the one metric that they was tight window throws. That was literally the only metric that they that made him the third ranked. Uh, quarterback was tight window throws. That was like, no, thank you. That just sounds like their rankings to me is, you know, it's always the steady, you know, Anthony Richardson's got the the flash, the pop, the sizzle and everything there. But, you know, with their grading system and everything, he's probably not super high because of that. Right. And it's, 
it's more I just need to see Stanford be a competent football team. Um, they beat Oregon last year in like an upset. It was like it shouldn't even have happened because like the refs missed a call. So like, you know, it was like a, a good game for him to show off, you know, how good he was against Kayvon Thibodeau in them. But like, yeah, yeah, I I still just don't see it. And I think that he is a lot better of a college quarterback than he is a actual drafted quarterback in the NFL. No. Um, also in this game, USC side, obviously we're still going to, we're going to be watching Caleb Williams. I know that he's not eligible this year. So, you know, this is the Debbie brain in me like looking out, but he is a very exciting quarterback and he looked very sharp in the first game. They played rice. So it's like, whatever (laughs) rice, what, you know, I, you know, okay. Before we, I I, got to get this off my chest, Joe. So I, although I know I hate USC because Lincoln Riley's there and he, you know, tried to destroy the Oklahoma program. <laughs> um, ESPN, they had five college football stories on Sunday on the like little, you know, how that you get an ESPN, they have that little block of stories to click on. And huh. all of them were like, you know, Anthony Richardson dazzles against number seven, Utah. And it had like Alabama, you know, picks up right where they left off, number one. And then, you know, like the obviously the Georgia, Oregon, and Ohio State versus Notre Dame. And then tacked in there, USC looks amazing against Rice. <laughs> what? Shouldn't what? they? Shouldn't what? they? Exactly. It's like, okay, every other big school, like, you know, I'm, you know, obviously it's going to come off as me being a hater because Oklahoma didn't get that kind of, you know, Oklahoma looks sharp against, I don't even remember who they play, UTEP. Like, we didn't think any story about that. And it's like, why did that deserve a story on the ESPN homepage? Like, I'm okay. I'm a lot sorry. of USC fans out there, man. I know. And they're really yeah. trying to build the brand back up. And I, yeah. I mean, you, you know, Pac 12 is open this year, so they could be able to, to win. So I don't know. It's just, I just opened up that thing, you know, because I like reading stories, especially like stuff I don't get to see on in the game. And then just to see that one tacked in there, I was like, <laughs> wow. Against Rice? Okay, well, anyway, this game should be a lot better um, and actually a competitive one um, other than Rice. By the way, um, okay, this is going to go back to me hating again on USC. I usually hate on Texas, but USC's kind of got my number this year. Um, USC, in the second drive for Rice, they had a 14-play, 80-yard drive that took eight minutes off the clock. Rice did against USC. And boy, did I feel haunted by that because that's exactly what Oklahoma dealt with the entire season last year. Could not get off the field on third down. They just kept chewing clock. You know, they would get these little dink and duck five yards, four yards, three yards, like three yards and just get down the field methodically. It was haunting, but they ended up, you know, beating rice, which thank God that would have been not a good start. Do you blame Riley for that? Uh, well, yeah, because he took the defensive coordinator, which was not a good defensive coordinator. Like that was the most <laughs> shocking thing. Lincoln leaving Oklahoma was not actually that shocking as compared to him taking the defensive coordinator, which was not good last year and taking him to USC to do basically the same job. But you got, you got to take your boys with you, man. That's what you're doing with me on the tailgate here. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I guess that's true. <laughs> um, but Joe, I think you, you provide more, you know, to this podcast than that defensive coordinator. I'm not going to say his name provides to the USC team. Just I'm just going to say that Aww, straight up. I appreciate off, that. Straight up. Um, okay, <laughs> well, anyway, on the USC side, Caleb Williams, I'm going to be locked into him every week. I'm really fascinated because I think he could potentially be the best quarterback that we've seen come out of the draft in a long time. Um, that's 
very possible and on the table for 2024, but we'll have to see. Um, and then Jordan Addison, obviously, just picked up right where he left off. He looked great out there. I mean, you can tell he already has a connection with Caleb Williams. And I'm very frustrated at how many people are down on Jordan Addison. The man won the Blitnikoff Award last year for the best wide receiver in the country over all of your favorite wide receivers that were in the draft yeah. last year. And people just treat him like chopped liver, Joe. Like he's yeah. most people's like not even sixth best wide receiver this year. That's ridiculous. It's crazy. And he, you're right. He picked up right where he left off two touchdowns, 50 yards. I mean, it wasn't spectacular, but he looks awesome. And I mean, I'm seeing Mox already where he's going in, I think, 15, 14 on the overall board. So, I mean, people are on him. I don't know where these haters are coming from. I don't know what they're talking about. Well, I think they just need to be, especially after this past weekend, because literally all of the wide receivers, it felt like had down weeks to see one of the like big ones actually have a good week was pretty, you know, pretty ha- you know happy for us uh, to get one of those out there that was actually good because we, I mean, we've been talking JSN up this entire offseason just for him to throw out a dud because he's yeah. hurt. Um, yeah. Just to have that happen was kind of, uh, you know, kind of frustrating. Now, is but, the hate on Addison the fact that he went from Pickett to Williams? Is that I, they're just saying he's tied to the quarterback more than anything? I, I honestly think that's what it is, but I'm not going to lie, Joe. I'm pretty sure Jordan Addison made Kenny Pickett better. Like, yeah. I don't think it was Kenny Pickett making Jordan Addison better. I, I don't think – you accidentally stumble into 1,600 yards last season. That ain't um, that the truth. I, I don't think, you, you know, just even if Kenny Pickett was the best quarterback in the entire nation last year, which he wasn't, um, it, it's still like, you know, you can't, you can't accidentally get in that. I mean, Bryce Young focused Jamison Williams last year, and he did not get to 1,600 yards. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just I think Jordan Addison – you know, is going to honestly, Jordan Addison's one of the most fascinating stories to follow this year because he is getting paid $7 million to go to school there uh, in NIL money. I know that's kind of hush hush. We're not supposed to talk about it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you can talk about it. Exactly. And he's getting set, paid that much money. So is, is he going to stay next season and not go to the draft? It's going to be very fascinating to watch because he's going to make, he's making more money than almost all of the rookie wide receivers this year. I'm pretty sure all of them, I think. I don't know who's getting paid $7 million to be a wide receiver in the NFL this year. But, like, why would you not do that? I don't know. Well, it's yeah. going to be interesting to watch. It's 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 one of those secret storylines that nobody's going to talk about because it's kind of like persona non grata that he's getting paid that much money to play college football. But yeah, it's, it's happening. Um, Texas had him until USC came in with that money, so. Yeah, and he's you know he's he's six foot one seventy five, so he's not a big guy at all. But he's he's looking really good, and, and every time I watch him play, he does just a little something that makes me like him a little bit more. So he's definitely a guy, especially in in Debbie. If if you can capitalize on the hate of it, float it float an offer out there. I doubt you'll get anything for it, but um, exactly. And I think that you might even be lucky enough to get him as like the sixth or seventh pick in Debbie this year. So you're pseudo contending team in dynasty will actually be able to probably pick him up because I don't think that he's going to, he's definitely not going to get over the quarterbacks. Well, this is super flex. I'm talking, but like it's definitely not going to get over the quarterbacks and super flex, not going to get over the top two running backs, whoever that second one may be. And then the wide receivers, you start at JSN, Quentin Johnston, like you start working your way down the list and I, you might be able to get him pretty late in the first round. And that's going to be immediate player on your team that you can start right away 
And that's a beautiful thing. That's how you win championships, baby. Yeah, it is. Um, all right. Just to make sure everybody has understood that the, the games this week suck, Oklahoma's playing Kent State. Ohio State is playing Arkansas State. North Carolina State's playing Charleston Southern. Uh, Notre Dame's playing Marshall. Clemson's playing Furman. Like, Georgia's playing something called Samford. Not Stanford. Samford. Something. I've never even heard of. Like, you know, these are apocalyptically bad games. Michigan is playing Hawaii, though. And that ought to be fun, but Hawaii's really bad. Michigan should put up the put up the uh, <clears throat> put up a good score on them. So it's it's not the best slate of games for the big teams, but there is a lot of good draft talent in there that you are going to be able to pick up on. And you know, you want your studs to put up some stats. Joe, we're in a Debbie league. Yeah. We need these guys to put up stats. These yeah. cupcake games are where they get to put them out. Absolutely, and and we'll, we'll take those points however we get them and. Football is football, man. I don't care if it's the worst football ever. It's football, and it's back, and we're all here for it. It is. All right, Joe. Follow you at OP Joe. Two E's on the end. Follow me at Ombre Vendor. Follow our Offensive Points podcast. Please come in there. Check us out. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. We love you know getting those comments in there. I'll be putting each one of these podcasts. Uh, you'll get to see our beautiful faces talking about this college football um, I know NFL is coming back this week, so I know that it's kind of like, ah, I can't watch two full days of football. But I do encourage everyone out there, at least try to look at highlights, like try to look at, you know, just try to watch some of the games because they are good games. Alabama, Texas should be a blowout, but it'll be a fun blowout. Like it'll, it'll be an exciting blowout. Maybe just check in what the stats are of the 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 uh, Stanford-USC game, whatever you may be. You know, just get a little bit more uh college football injected into your life so that we can you know be ready for our dynasty drafts as soon as we get to the draft in april so joe get us out of here guys we live it so you can win it thanks for tailgating with us we'll see you next week this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.